to the I Am Winter Solstice Imposing, oh my word, welcome to the I Am Winter Solstice Symposium, providing you a virtual gathering space during these midwinter winds. Please warm your hearts at our fire. We have 18 wise women who walk their talk presenting this year. And what makes this gathering extra special is a group of dedicated fire tenders over at the Wind Clan who are holding space throughout these programs so that you can go deeper with these wisdom teachings. And today's special guest is Dr. Davina Katowski. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, life coach, spiritual counselor, best-selling and award-winning author and speaker, and a nationally known LGBT rights leader. Dr. Katowski received her PhD in psychology in 1996 and has a private therapy practice in Los Angeles in an international life coaching practice. She is passionate about helping people overcome obstacles to make their dreams come true. She leads seminars, live workshops, and facilitates online coaching programs to follow your courageous heart, seducing your muse, creativity and writing workshops, spiritual growth, past life regressions, and authentic self-expression. And her newly released book, It's Never Too Late to Be Yourself, How to Follow Your Inner Compass and Live a Life You Love, was just recently released. So welcome. Thank you, Renee. It's great to be here. She has other books too, but you know, let's just get on this. She's got the, she's in the, the sales launch of this new book. So let's support her. And she'll tell us at the end of the call how we can do that. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great. So today you're going to talk about... I want to talk about the power of your words as a writer and as a psychologist. I want to talk about how important our words are. And, um, and since we're talking about, you know, spiritual practices and empowerment practices that can help us bring our, our best foot forward and really stay grounded, especially in these challenging times. Um, I want to talk about the, uh, the power of our words specifically as related to affirmations and um, what some call affirmative prayer. And um, Renee, you and I were just talking a few minutes ago um, about the fact that I just, uh, my, my girlfriend and her two sons just moved in with me. And one of the ways I've been using affirmations was to um, just chant a place for everything and everything <laughs> in its place. And to just, you know, um, envision and, and just know that everything belongs someplace. We all belong here together and every place, everything, every object that's coming into the home is going to find its place. And it really helped. It really helped to get us set up quickly because um, she moved in on a Monday and then I had surgery on a Thursday. And it was amazing just that going through the process of um, envisioning ahead of time and, and affirming that everything had its place. Things just you know, like Tetris just fell into place really nicely. Um, the other thing was, as I meant, you know, we were talking about, I, I had the surgery. I got diagnosed right in the middle of my book launch with primary hyperparathyroidism, which was having like a, a growth or a tumor on my right parathyroid gland, which is above the thyroid. I didn't even know we had a parathyroid. 
And uh, anyway, that happened right in the middle of my book launch. And so I had to have a surgery. And um, I used this wonderful program. Um, there's a psychologist called Bell Ruth Napperstech, and she created these amazing um, affirmation CDs and meditations. And I used her CDs, uh, Successful Surgery, to guide me through the process, to coach me through the process. And um, it, the affirmations, what affirmations do for us is they create a, a positive expectation or a positive anticipation for what's coming for us to, to prepave our, our way. And so she had some wonderful affirmations like, you know, my, my body responds well to, this, to the surgery. I'm surrounded by angels. Um, everyone working on me is, you know, well cared for, well rested, things like that. Um, you know, uh, just, just different affirmations. I, I, I have a successful surgery. My procedure goes well, all of those things. And it was so wonderful because listening to those affirmations in advance, when I was in the hospital, you know, in, in the gown, getting ready to be wheeled into the OR, all I had to do was, you know, just put on that, um, just a little brief, the ad really on Amazon for this product and just hear the ad of it. And um, the ad brought me into that state of calm and peace so that I could go right into the surgery. Um, very peaceful. Uh, I don't, I'm not somebody that likes surgery. I don't like being put under. I don't like any of those sensations. And the last time I had to do it, I was 21 and I panicked. So I know that I didn't have affirmations then. So I know the power of affirmations to get us through. Um, do you use affirmations, Renee? I do use affirmations. I was thinking I had a soul retrieval this uh, fall for my birthday. And, and, and the affirmation she gave me to stay for the next few days really saved my ass, to put it like, because, you know, I got all of the stuff disrupted and I was just, saying I'm, I'm whole, I'm happy, and I'm new, and over and over and over again, because, you know, some, if you have those kind of procedures, it throws everything else out of cattywank. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And so that was like, wow. Yeah, that, that's great. I, there's a, another one that um, we hear a lot, uh, I am whole, perfect, and complete. And uh, that's one that I need to be saying more and more of, because as I mentioned to you, that the anesthesia is, is still in my system. It's taking a lot longer to wear, wear off. And so just embracing those kinds of um, statements. I am whole, perfect, and complete. Everything is in working order. Um, my mind is, is functional, healthy. All of those things are so important. And, you know, we know that words have a vibration, right? We know that we've saw, we saw from Emoto's water studies that words carry a vibration. And so when we negatively speak to ourselves, that impacts our body, that impacts our well-being in the world around us. And when we use language that is empowering, that has a vibration that impacts our, uh, us on the cellular level. The other thing I love to do with affirmations, and I highly recommend it for folks, is that every time I get a new journal, this is an old journal, but every time I get a new journal, I use the first pretty much 10 pages I leave blank and then I fill them with my affirmations. Um, and, you know, like for example, all is well in my life. I am safe. I trust life. I love myself. I take good care of me. Um, my life is abundant and joyful. Uh, I know that I'm firmly rooted in God's love. Just filling the pages with all of these affirmations. And then my practice is to 
read them as frequently as possible. Um, ideally, if you start your day reading 10 pages of affirmations, you're going to light up, you know, you're going to live your life in a really powerful way. So um, if you can't do it every day, do it once a week. But I strongly recommend that when you get your journals, keep the first, you know, five, 10 pages, and just fill those up with affirmations. Um, create your own, Google them. Um, Florence Scovel Shin, who wrote an incredible book called The Game of Life, has some amazing, powerful affirmations. Uh, you know, borrow mine, borrow other people's, but it just really will shift your energy. Because, you know, we unconsciously run those old programs of our parents saying negative things to us, you know, you're stupid, or maybe an ex-partner, you hear the words that they say. Um, and it's so important for us to plant positive images and positive words in our body and not just let those old tape runs. Don't you agree, Renee? Absolutely. Um, when I was uh, 30 and just starting on my spiritual path, I used to have those uh, yellow legal pads. Yeah. And every day I would write, I am whole, I am happy, I am complete, like fill up the whole page 25 times. And, you know, I, I probably threw away boxes of those completed. And one day I finally started to believe some of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, when you said the I am before the ones that, that you, the affirmations that you use, that's really powerful to say I am beforehand. Um, and it's, you know, I, I know some people might think of Bart Simpson writing on the chalkboard or something. It's not a punishment. It's really to get yourself infused with those words. And if, if you can write them, if you can also stand up and embody them, that's even more powerful. Get it into your body. I am relaxed confidence. Um, I go with the flow. I love life. Life loves me. If you use your body and your, that also can, you know, solidify that for you and it even greater way. Um, the other thing, the other practice I wanted to talk about is affirmative prayer, um, also known perhaps uh, to some folks as spiritual mind treatment. Hmm. And this is where we are, um, first of all, we're, we're connecting with gratitude. And gratitude is another really important spiritual practice. I try to do my grateful eight where I write down eight things I'm grateful for, or, you know, before I go to bed, think of eight things I'm grateful for. Because gratitude also shifts our vibration, it shifts our energy, it shifts what we're focusing on. When we're connected to gratitude, we're noticing the, you know, the good things that are happening in our lives and not focusing on what didn't go well or you know, um, criticizing. So what are the eight things we're grateful for? So the first thing with um, spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer is to create a field of gratitude by just, ah, I'm grateful for the air that I breathe. I'm grateful to have, you know, my fingers and toes. I'm grateful for the roof over my head, the, the clothes on my back, the food in my stomach, and just getting connected to what is good, what, what we can be grateful for. And nowadays, Renee, you know, having a roof over your head is huge. There's so many people that have lost their homes and fires and floods and hurricanes um, and political upheaval. So, you know, it's, it's uh, having a roof over your head is something to not take for granted. It's something to be very grateful for. Um, having good health is something to be grateful for. So, you know, uh, being able to see. Uh, so, you know, if you're struggling for things to, to feel grateful for, you know, having a body, being alive, being able to breathe, these are very important things to, to connect to. Um, so once you get connected to gratitude, the next step in that affirmative 
uh, prayer or um, uh, spiritual mind treatment is to connect with the oneness of life. Now, this is a higher power as you understand it. It doesn't have to be a dude in the sky. And in fact, you know, I, if that's your thing, cool. But, you know, um, if that's not, don't worry. Uh, it is the energy of life. It is the divine intelligence of life that- The that, wind. The wind, exactly. It's the wind. The energy. Right. Yeah. Um, and so connect with, with that higher energy and just knowing the wind, the wind is everywhere present, right? The wind is, is in everything. It's the allness, it's the presence of life. Um, so connecting with that, just affirming that, and then connecting yourself to that allness of life. I am one with the allness of life. I'm one with the wind, right? I'm one with the air. I'm one with, with the perfect presence of life. And just knowing your allness, because we, we are not just these bodies. You're so much more, right? Um, and, uh, and we have no limits. So just connecting with that unlimitedness. And, uh, and then after that, um, we, connect, we, we, we state what it is that we're affirming, what's called the realization. So I know that I am whole, perfect, complete. I know that everything unfolds for my highest good. I know that this interview, this I am symposium is going out and inspiring and uplifting people. It is for the highest good. I know that this is a worthy investment of my time and resources, things like that. That would be an affirmative statement, right? I know Renee, you've invested so much of your time and resources into creating this opportunity for people to come together and share. And so it'd be affirming that, right? And yeah, I look well, you, at, do, you do affirm that. I mean, you're like awesome, you know, and especially you've had a real lot going on this month. So I'm happy to hear about these prayers that have helped you through this time. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so I just affirming that my surgery would go well, that the people that were caring for me were in were good, and then um, and then giving thanks. So thanking you, you thanks you give thanks ahead of time. So thank you for you know I, I give thanks to know that the surgery went well. I gave thanks to know that the I am symposium is doing well. I give thanks to know that finding freedom is is um, you know fully. Uh, uh, enrolled and that people are coming from everywhere to participate and uplift the planet. So it's, it's that giving thanks. And then we just do the step called release, which is where we let it go. We give thanks, we, you know, we affirm what we want, and then we give thanks and we just let it go. We trust the universe to show up and to make magic and do its thing for us. Absolutely. Somebody suggested that you need to be in that gratitude state for 17 seconds to have that vibration really you know, flow out. So a technique that I've always used is to have people think of their favorite pet, you know, cause our animals don't, our animals never really disappoint us except for when they leave us. But, but you know, if you can get, if you can't think of something else that you just really find that kind of joy and think of the sunset or your animal or your favorite place in nature and try to feel into that feeling and hold that gratitude for as long as you can before making any statement. So you, you, you make a statement from an altered place right off at the, the bat. Have you, do you work with that as well or? Yeah, I, I love that actually, because um, to me, connecting with our animals is also connecting with that field of unconditional love. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just, you know, no other, other love. Um, yeah, you know, I lost, I lost my pet companion, uh, Harvey, um, a year and a half mm -hmm. ago. I still, 
I still have a picture of him on my phone. That's who's on my screensaver. And uh, because every time I just look at him and see him, I'm reminded of that, just that field of unconditional love. And um, yeah, I mean, that's one of the wonderful things about having animals in our lives is that we get to know love in such a unique and precious way to, to both give it and to receive it. So yeah, that's beautiful, Renee. Yeah, so getting into that field of unconditional love, that field of gratitude for 16 seconds, elevating yourself, and then from that place, affirming. It's so powerful. So um, you're, let's talk about your new book for a second because I think we have a few minutes here. And I was like, one of the, I love, I read your book. And one of the things that I loved about it is is using these same techniques to step through our, our limited beliefs about our, our self-worth and our life to get to where we're going. So, you know, how do you apply those to, you know, career changes and making other big changes in your life that might be things that are self-driven as opposed to a surgery, which we could say, you know, was kind of a circumstance. <laughs> right, right, exactly. There are opportunities in our life. I'm going to call them opportunities. There are opportunities where change chooses us and we choose change. So the, the surgery was change choosing me. Um, there are other opportunities where we choose change. We realize, you know, there's something more I want in my life or this isn't quite working or whatever, like we want to leave a job or we want to improve a relationship or something like that. And, um, and that's when we're choosing change. And um, part of the way that we can do that is, um, is starting to get a sense of what is the feeling that we want to create for ourselves? What is, what, well, it's first of all, it's connecting with your heart. So knowing what do you want? And sometimes we have to get really, really quiet to be able to connect with our heart. And in my book, I go through, I walk the readers through a process I call articulation, mm -hmm. where you're articulating what's important to you. And so you're clearing out the mental clutter, you're clearing out, you know, whatever you need to do so that you can know for yourself on the very fundamental level, what are the things that matter to you most? What are the things that must be a part of your life so that you can live an authentic life that, you know, where you're a life of few regrets, right? And, um, and so getting clear on that, what are those circumstances that make you happy? And then even looking, um, I have an alchemical formula that I work with people on to find out like, are there ways for you to do what you love and also make some money at it, right? Um, and, and it might not be the, your, the biggest aspect of your career, but it might be an important part of your contributions where we're living life from giving our gifts and sharing our talents and not just working a job. Um, and so I do walk people through that process um, I help them deal with fear because a lot of times, you know, we have so much fear. We have fear of, of uh, you know, our survival fears. There won't be enough money. There won't be enough time. We won't be smart enough. We won't know how to do it. Um, then there's also the social fears. People will think I'm crazy or stupid or uh, my family will abandon me or I'll be isolated or rejected. So we have to deal with those kinds of things. Um, the other piece of that is uh, being able to you know, not, we, we try to do everything at once, right? And if you don't know how to deal with, um, with that free fall of change, right? And 
I, I did leave a job after 13 years. I left my, um, my job with the federal government and, but I knew how to deal with the free fall. And even then it was challenging. I, there were practices I had to put in place every single day. But if you're not comfortable with that, and if you don't have that kind of training, then if you want to make shifts in your life, baby steps are the best way to go. And I have a whole chapter on how to set yourself up for success. Because if we try to do too many things at once, or we, you know, we try to be perfectionist about it, we will set ourselves up to fail. We want to set up, set up ourselves to, to succeed. And we want to be able to deal with the speed bumps along the way, including emotionally, you know, when we make changes, it's a process that we have to be able to go through the ups and downs and not freak out when we're upset because we will get a, we will be upset when someone quote unquote moves our cheats. Absolutely. I was thinking this week and, and, and what I was thinking is that my life is so scheduled in, I'm so busy and really busy that like when some one thing comes in, like a friend's sibling dies and all of a sudden there's like, well, you know, to show up as a friend and help with the food and all of the other thing is the one thing that there wasn't even enough spaciousness in my life to do. So doing that, you know, throws me over the apple cart. Yeah. So one of my goals for 2019 is that I have enough spaciousness for other people's emergencies in my life. So that there's like a day that for the unplanned things, and that's not always possible. But, you know, just to see how, how crammed up our lives can be that we don't even have room for spirit to, what would you call it, a spirit change inviting you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and last time we spoke, I talked a lot about the importance of stillness, right? That if you want to be able to kind of be in the flow of life and connect with the flow and, and you know, follow your inner compass more powerfully, we have to have time for stillness. We have to have spaciousness. And, um, and we are used to being, many of us are used to being scheduled, super scheduled. And you're right, when you are too scheduled, there's no time to show up for the things that are Im important and become urgent because we're too busy doing lots of busyness things. Not that those things aren't important, but we also need to have that space to be human beings, not just human doings. I was wondering, could you help us craft uh, uh, an affirmation mm -hmm. for, for this time of uh, the solstice, this winter when we really aren't supposed to be out doing and building and hammering, but we're supposed to be working with some introspection time. And is there an affirmation, you know, how would we craft our own affirmation about how to, how to get the most from the holidays or holy days or, you know, solstice or however you want to call this naming this time. Um, that's beautiful. What's coming to me is something like I allow the inner fires of transformation to shape my life. Oh, I love that. And I let the darkness move through me without fear, knowing the light always returns. 
Let's see, I think I wrote that down so we could repeat it, everyone. So I allow the inner fires of transformation. Of transformation. Let's see. What is that? To shape me. To shift to shift and shape me. Nice. And then I um, the the darkness energy moves through me. Yeah. Sometimes I allow for the, the, the energy of the darkness to move through me. Knowing the light always returns. Oh, knowing the light always returns. Oh, I like that one. How about if we all say that one? I allow the energy of the darkness to move through me, knowing that the light will always return. Hmm. I think that could become our affirmation for the solstice. I, I love this time, too, because it's... Um, one of my mentors always said the light and the dark are one and um and i am the light and i am the darkness and and it's just solstice is such a powerful time because you know we we were created you know the divine created from the nothingness from the darkness and so the darkness is so rich it's such a rich place for creativity and for something new to be birthed so i love this time um, and then I also love, you know, uh, the dance of bringing the light back on solstice, mm. you know, and the light will return. Um, there was a ritual I used to do years ago. Maybe I'll do it again this year, but it was uh, uh, on, on the solstice was to light all the candles in your home and then dance around them in the shape of your power animal. You know, ah. Spotting one of your power animals and, um, you know, dancing and moving as the as your power animal around the candles. And it was so fun. I used to do that. It was so much fun to do that. Well, that sounds great. I can see you now. And it's like Davina moving around the, the, the candles. <laughs> That's, so those are some great tips for to, to go through this period and um, creating those positive affirmations and working with them and developing them. And, and, and another thing that I'd add is to stand in front of the mirror and say those positive affirmations until you really own them. I mean, because I used to say I was whole, happy, whole, and complete exactly as I am, and I hated myself. It was it, there was a disconnect. So you know, really own those. And how can people reach you? Uh, people can reach me at my website, which is davinakotolsky.com. D-A-V-I-N-A-K-O-T. ULSKI.com. You can also uh, reach me at my other website, which is followyourcourageousheart.com. And you can go on um, online to wherever books are sold and get a copy of It's Never Too Late to Be Yourself, Follow Your Inner Compass and Take Back Your Life. Um, I should have had a copy of the book to hold up here, but I don't. Uh, if you go to my website, davinakatolsky.com, um, forward slash new book, you will get, you'll be able to uh, download a free chapter of the book and um, which I hope you will do. And you get a sense of my writing and um, what the book's about. And I uh, just want to say thank you again, Renee, for, you know, inviting me to be back on the program. I, it's always a pleasure to connect with you and chat with you. And I love all the good things that you're up to in this world. And you have such great wisdom to share as well and 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 really this positive affirmation and positive prayer really works so uh if nothing if you don't take anything else from this i am winter solstice symposium you know this this 
I, I allow the darkness to move through me because I know that the light will always return. It's just such an awesome concept. And stay with us. Uh, we have many more days to come of this I Am Winter Solstice Symposium. And you're going to get pearls of wisdom from each and every presenter. And it's just our honor and our gift to you to uh, return, return the light with you each December. So thank you. Thank you for joining us today. And you're welcome to share this gift with your friends. Stay with us for the 12 days of the Yule. And if you feel called to go deeper, please join the group of committed fire tenders on the Wind Clan group page wall on Facebook. We look forward to being together with you on this online ceremony to celebrate and bring ritual back to the holy days.